0: This week on episode number 90 of the podcast, we're back and we're talking about what life has been like for us in quarantine. What's up, VIPs? Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person, and joining me across the table is my co-host and lovely wife, April.
1: Hello there.
0: So, we are back. If you are familiar with the podcast, you know that it's been a while since we've done a podcast episode. And if you're new around here, well, then it doesn't really matter. And we're going to talk about all of that later because we want to get straight to the conversation. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about life in quarantine. Now, for many of us, we have been at home, we have been staying at home because we can't go out and do anything. And so, we wanted to talk about what it's been like for us, maybe give you a sense of, like, oh, other people are going through that as well, so it's somewhat normal and that sort of thing. So we're just going to discuss life in quarantine here at the Daniel Home. But before we do that, of course, we want to let you know that you can find lots of information about this episode over at the show notes.
1: Yes, so you can find the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 090. Show notes give you resources, links, and all kinds of other things that you can refer to. So go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 090.
0: All right. So like I said, if you are familiar with the podcast, we're going to talk about some more, maybe just why we've been gone for so long at the end of the podcast. But we want to jump into the main topic for today's show, which again is life in quarantine. So let's just back up. When did we start? Uh, It was towards the end of March, I guess.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, here in Indiana, it was, I don't know the exact date, but like the last week of March, maybe the second to last week of March, I think. The kids have been out of school since March 13th, I think. So Yeah, it's been about almost two months at this point. Wow, has it yeah. been that long? Yeah, and let well, me just say- time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Let me just say, because- <laughs> I'm medical here. So quarantine, we do not and have not been infected with the virus, luckily. So we're more like social distancing.
0: We're isolating ourselves. Isolating ourselves. I guess, yes, technically quarantine would be if you had something wrong and you had to be, you know, in quarantine. We're in isolation. Yeah. I just, quarantine's the buzzword. Absolutely. No, I get it. But You know, like hashtag quarantine, quarantini, you know, that sort of thing. The medical side of me
1: is like, (laughs) we're not technically quarantined, but.
0: You know, there was somebody out there going, Oh my gosh, were they sick? Right. And exactly. we cleared it up. So and there that's you go. Why I thought about it. <laughs> all right. So it's been at least uh, almost two months right. for all of us being home constantly. And when you're home constantly, especially when you have kids, it can be uh, challenging. Trying. Yes, to say the least. Yeah. So we just wanted to cover a few of the things that's been going on in our house, how we've been coping with it and dealing with it. And like I said, maybe, just maybe, you'll find it like, Oh, that's normal. Oh, we do that too. Okay, cool. You know, that's not that big a deal. So, all right. So the first thing I have listed here is work. Now I want to go ahead and do a disclaimer here and be sensitive that maybe you're watching this and you've lost your job because of this whole pandemic. And we want to be sensitive to that Absolutely. and just let you know that, man, we we don't, that's, that's, I I don't know how to say, like I was talking to somebody the other day and they were talking about their wife wasn't able to do their job. And I text them back and said, I don't know good words to convey here without sounding like, oh, you know, like oh, bummer. You know, I, that, that right. didn't really cover it. So I don't have a lot of words here, but I do want to be sensitive to that. However, for us, we have not uh, lost our jobs. We're still working. Uh, April, of course, is a nurse, yep. so she's still going to work. Um, I started a new job at the beginning of the year working for a church, and so I'm still working. I'm working from home. My job shifted a little bit, um, and I'll talk about that in just a second. But, hun, for you as a nurse, uh, why don't you talk about that? What kind of changes has, ha- has taken place and, yeah. and all that sort of thing with your job?
1: Um, with my job, I mean— My hours are the same. The days I work are the same. Um, But in the actual hospital, things have changed a lot. I'm sure most of you know, um, you know, visitor restrictions are definitely in place. Um, We are wearing um, our PPE, personal protective equipment, masks, um, goggles, gowns, gloves, of course, um, all of those things. We're wearing masks continuously. um, And with any patient, it doesn't matter if they are positive for the virus or not. Uh, We're wearing them with any interaction that we have and with our coworkers as well. So the only time we really get to take our mask off is if we're in the bathroom by ourselves or if we're eating lunch. And even at that time, they have put restrictions in even our break room that we can only have so many people in the break room because of the space that is there. Um, So if there's more than... In our specifically four people in the break room, then the other people have to go somewhere else or they have to wait a little bit longer before they can eat lunch, which as a nurse is difficult sometimes because you don't know when you're going to get lunch some days. I don't eat until three o'clock. And luckily, there's usually not four people in there at the time. But, you know, you just never know when you're going to actually get another chance to eat if you're actually in there at noon.
0: Yeah, and I think for nurses, it's challenging because you already have a high stress job. Yeah, in general, sure. And then you're adding all of these other restrictions, all these other complications on top yes. of that thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's very, very challenging. Yeah. Um, I know for me, with my job, like I said, it changed a bit. Uh, I work at a church. I do the music for the church. Well, with not going to a church service, you know, you're not planning out the service for Sunday morning. However, mm-hmm. we still wanted to do something so we're doing it online. We're pre-recording all of our stuff and lo and behold, I'm the one who had all of the equipment to, you know, <laughs> do all of this. Luckily. So, yeah, so I'm still recording the music. The other ministers send me the stuff and I edit it all together and and, you know, upload it and that sort of yeah. thing. So, it's it's been very good that I've had the, you know, I feel like the last few years of life after sight loss has, uh, you know, genuinely prepared me for this. However, it was really stressful for the first few weeks. Yeah, like oh, it was stressful
1: around here. Yeah, I mean, not only adjusting to work at home, but and I know we're going to talk about kids at home later, but adjusting to the kids being home constantly, it was just you know a huge adjustment going from our normalcy to this is not normal. This yeah. is this is hard.
0: Yes, this is difficult. I mean, you were mentioning yesterday, like at the time we um, were staying home, the church we were, I was building a new website for the church right, and, When we first started yeah, out we first started that and I was having to do the uh the pre-recorded video for the church service and amp up our social media it was a whole thing right and so now that I've gotten sort of the hang of it we'll probably you know go back and do the other stuff but that's always how it works <laughs> you yeah. get used to something and then it changes but work for us again we're still continuing to work it's just been challenging uh you know at different things and and who knows what it'll be like in another month I mean right that that's the one thing I think it's been challenging is we just don't know what's happening tomorrow, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think the other thing with my work is it's really difficult to interact with the patients and your coworkers and and just anyone within the hospital because they can't see your face. All they can see is your eyes and there's so much emotion and just um, expression lost whenever you can't see someone's smile or, you know, you don't know how they're feeling. It's hard to kind of um, perceive that through them. And then I know with you, babe, it's, you're very relational. Mm -hmm. So being home has, even though, you know, at work you had just kind of started, but at the same time, you still had those relationships that you were building. And so then, you know, to kind of, for that to be slowed down, I guess, or are halted in a way mm-hmm. has probably been difficult for you as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think you make a good point, and especially talking, you know, as a podcast about sight loss, uh, you mentioned how people can't see all of your face. Right. You know, only see your eyes. Well, when you have sight loss, you can't <laughs> see people's faces. Very true. And it's just interesting yeah. how some of these things bring up other things that you deal with, you know, when, you know, you can't see that expression, maybe somebody is making a joke and they're laughing, but they're not outwardly laughing. They're just smiling. And you're like, is this funny? Is it, am I supposed to laugh? <laughs> am right I now? supposed to laugh? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so that's just yeah. an interesting dynamic to think about how people are not able to get the full version of you with that mask on. Uh, and neither, you know, neither are we as people who experience sight loss. Yeah. So just thought I reference this since sure. it's a podcast. No,
1: I hadn't thought about that, but that's very true. You mm. know, things you don't think about.
0: Oh, just connect it. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, you mentioned it earlier, and of course we have talked about it. We have kids at home all the time. <sighs> uh, now we have a 14 year old and a 10 year old, one of which I think is in the loft right now, right above us listening to this. Uh, but that's how it goes. Um, They've been home, like we said, almost two months. Not gone to school. We are now teachers and principals and yep. uh, cooks and everything else for the kids, and it's of course challenging, like anything else. We did not prepare to homeschool our children, um, and there's been lots of challenges that go along with that. So, what about you? And what, from your perspective, what what has it been like? You know, with with the kids being home all the time.
1: Crazy. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just. Every day, you just don't know what you're going to get because, and in, in our school district, we're doing e-learning Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so we're not doing it every day, which is thank goodness because I don't think we could handle it every day. No, I agree. Um, but at the same time, you know, they're they're eating more because they're here more. They are on their screen time more. And we're being kind of lax on that because it's like, well, oh, totally. you know, what else are they going to do? Yes. We can tell them to go outside and we can tell them to read a book and we can tell them to, you know, play a game or whatever. But at the same time you to do those things every single day, day in and day out, it's like, okay, just take a break, have some screen time, watch some TV, play a game on your tablet. That's fine. Just do it. Oh yeah. And I think if you're, <laughs> if you're
0: a parent out there and you're like, Oh, I feel so guilty. It It's like, look, 90% of parents are doing that, it's I'm fine. sure. Like we are, to, even if we're the only ones, we're doing it. Yeah. And so we're probably not the only ones. It's okay. You know, it's all right. It's not that, you know. Yeah. Yes, it, maybe and, it's detrimental to them in the long run. I don't know. But what else are you going to do right now? You trying right. to make, we're reacting to the things that are going on and being thrust upon us. Yeah.
1: And I think the other thing is just not being able to have the freedom that we had when they were in school. But that's not necessarily only because they're home. I mean, we don't have the freedom to be able to go um, you know, to the mall and just walk the mall or just to, you know, run to the grocery store for a couple of things or, th- you know, us go to lunch together or something on a day that we're both off. Like those freedoms aren't only taken away because the kids are home. They're also taken away just because of this, you know, isolation and, and whatnot.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, challenging with schoolwork and making sure they're finishing it, making sure they're doing it right, doing it well. I mean, again, we have become so dependent on the teachers. It's kind of like, oh, wait, what do you got to do? This math is too difficult for me. You know, like, (laughs)
1: well, and also trying to keep the structure of, you know, our kids have chores that they do each day. So making sure that they get those done, um, making sure that, you know, dinner is at a normal time rather than I feel like some Our dinner just keeps getting later as well because we're just we're outside and and Mm -hmm. getting and doing things and and trying to kill time. But at the same time, time tends to get away from me so then dinner ends up being later as well
0: well and when your routine is completely thrown off right it's hard to know what day it is it's like wait what's today i don't know i have said multiple
1: times the only reason i know what day it is is because i do still go out of the house to go to work so Mm, i have to know what day it is so i can make sure i'm there when i'm supposed to be
0: you have a little routine still built in yes just a small amount where it's difficult for us myself and the kids sometimes we're like Today's this day? Are you sure? Like I'm not sure. And then your routine of like getting up, getting dressed, going to work, going to school, coming home, having you know, whatever. That's all gone. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden it's like, Dad, it's seven thirty and we're not eating. Like, oh yeah. Well (laughs) you know, we had a snack at five. Well, why did we have a snack at five? Well, we didn't have lunch till two because we didn't have breakfast till ten, you know. Right. Yeah. And so everything gets pushed later and just the whole day gets messed up. Well,
1: and they've been staying up a lot later as well. Like they're staying up later than we are. Um, On the on the nights before e-learning, they go to bed. But on the nights that we don't have e-learning, then they are staying up later and then sleeping later as well.
0: Yeah. And it's hard to have unusual. It's hard to have that fight, too, because it's like, oh, let's go to bed at eight. Like, why? We're not we have nothing to do tomorrow. And And they're still getting a sufficient
1: amount of sleep. They're just sleeping a lot later than they usually do.
0: Absolutely. So to say the least, it's been challenging having the kids at home. Now, there have been some nice moments. I Mm -hmm. think, you know, uh, my son is cooking a lot more. Oh, yeah. Oh, Um, my
1: gosh. He's making some wonderful. He
0: made this cake that is almost gone in a day. It has like cinnamon and pecans. And it's kind of like what I imagine a... Uh, pecan pie cake would, you know, like that idea. It's like, a coffee
1: cake. Yeah. Come on. It's, it's, it's a bunt cake coffee cake. But I don't cake. like,
0: I don't like pecan pie. I don't like, you know, pecans in general, but I imagine that flavor in cake form because okay. I don't eat pecan pie. You don't
1: like cake either. I don't
0: like cake, he's but weird. it's weird, but it's very good. It, it is very good. It's very moist very and very good. good. I but, have
1: a post-it on the outside of it because there's one piece left and it says, mom's piece, do not eat. Do not eat
0: this piece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's cooking a lot. He built a, uh. A fire pit in the backyard, uh, so that was really neat. Uh, I noticed my daughter's been drawing a lot more. Um, She drew a picture of what most people call Baby Yoda, although as a Star Wars nerd, it is not... Baby Yoda. Uh, but anyway, I drew a picture of that, drew a picture of uh, Padme from, uh, you know, the prequels and uh, yep. just a lot of creativity coming out. She,
1: she drew a stethoscope for Nurses Day this
0: week. Oh, yes. Yes, I yep. saw that. So there's been uh, good things about it, you know, yeah. moments of uh, whatever. We've watched a lot of movies. Oh, yeah. Lots you know? of
1: popcorn and movie nights.
0: Absolutely. So it's there have been some good moments. I don't want to make it sound like it's terrible <clears throat> all no, the time. No, not at all. Uh, it's, there's it's just been, been good. It's just been hectic for sure, to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Um,
1: Their attitudes tend to get in the way. (laughs) Sometimes our attitudes get in the way as well. That's true. That's true.
0: (laughs) All right. So the next thing I have here is uh, the guide dog. Of course, Koa, my guide dog, if you're not familiar, I have a guide dog. Uh, He's a black lab, actually sort of a brindle color, um, and I've had him since July, and I actually have a video that came out at the beginning of this week on Monday, so you can check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes for that, but having a guide dog is great when you can go out and work the dog but when you're home all the time, that presents its own challenges. Uh, So we won't go into a ton of detail because you can watch that video, but uh, just little things that we've tried to do, still going out and working in the neighborhood, trying to get him out and play. Although in my backyard, my dog likes to eat pieces of wood and grass. grass. I don't know what his deal is. Like He will go right. There's a, like you go out the back door, you go over to the left, there's this I don't know, is a pile of wood? Or... Yeah, it
1: was a bunch of, from the people who lived here before us, it was just a pile of brush and under it was a pile of firewood. So oh, now yeah. we've gotten all the brush gone and now there's pieces of that brush and fire and chunks of firewood left. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, imagine your dog going into the fireplace and just pulling out pieces of wood. It's like that. Ugh. It feels like he just grabs it and runs around with it and then I have to get it out and throw it and then he'll go right back over to the <laughs> thing. So uh, that's been challenging, letting him in, in the backyard to play. Uh, but we still try to go out for walks, not only on harness, but off harness, you know, mm-hmm. letting him heal, things like that. Uh, my kids taught him how to roll over. Yep. So that's been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, he hasn't mastered it cause he'll still just want to get the bone, but eventually he'll figure it out like, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's been a interesting challenge having a guide dog and not being able to go out and work yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, what about you, Dave? Have you noticed any, any sort of thing? Uh, uh I've noticed that
1: Koa has his own routine. So he gets up in the morning, he eats, he goes and lays down for just a little bit, and then he comes and lays in the sun for, you know, an hour or so. I mean, I'm sure there's pictures out there. I know Derek's posted a couple Mm -hmm. on Instagram um of koa lying in the sun just in front of our french doors and he's just basking he loves it oh
0: yeah he loves the sun if he can get in in the sun i think dogs in general i've seen them do that a lot oh, but sure. he just loves that sunlight streaming in yeah. through that door so now in the doors we have blinds inside the window so we'll like lift up the blind and just let, to give him a yeah, little just extra, to give him sunlight. That, yeah, extra sunlight which he and really then loves in the
1: evening we tend to open our front door to let sunshine in and he'll go lay You know, in the entryway on the hardwood and Mm -hmm. lay there and enjoy that sunlight in the evening.
0: Yeah. And I will say that Koa, I think he loves. Everybody being home all the time because oh, he's very absolutely. social and he, he loves people. They gave me the right dog, apparently, because I'm very social. <laughs> but, um, you know, he loves having to be with the kids. You know, he'll they'll get on the floor and lay together. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's been really good as far as bonding with the family. Um, but it's just been challenging having a guide dog. Yeah. Uh, he still works great every time I take him yeah. out. He's doing a fantastic job. So his work is still great. It's just getting out and doing it can be challenging now that it's warmer because for a while there it was very cold and rainy and nasty. It's like, ugh, but now that it's warmer, it's been going really well. Yeah, Yeah. Really, really well. Um, the other thing I have here is our relationship. I think anytime you have a situation where you're together constantly, it challenges your relationship sure. for a few reasons, uh, not least of which is all of a sudden you can't avoid some of the things going on because you can't just go to work or whatever and you know, you're home all the time. Right. Uh, so it can present its own challenges. I know for us, we can't, it's going to sound bad, so forgive me, but we can't get away from the kids you no. know, <laughs> for, for a long extended period of time. Uh, we don't have that built in anymore either because no, they're not going they're to not school. they're not going to school. Yeah. Uh, you know, April works uh, just a few days a week because she works 12 hour shifts. So we would have a built in day or two there where we would be by ourselves at mm-hmm. home and we could go to lunch or we could just hang out or whatever. Right. And we don't have that now. So we've had to be intentional. And it's been difficult, I think, to do that on a regular basis.
1: Oh, for sure. Especially, yeah, like you said, it's it was built in. So it was just easy. And it was like, oh, do you want to go to the grocery with me? Do you want to go to the mall? I need to grab this or that. And we would just go. Um, obviously again, we can't do that just because those things are closed, but Mm -hmm. still it's not, um, something that we can just spend time together, even just sitting and talking over coffee or something like that, because the kids are running around and bugging us and asking us questions and being kids.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, even we tried one time we went to our bedroom to watch a movie and it still felt like, well, we're still here, right? you know? Uh, We did go out last week and grab some coffee and go to a park Uh because it was very nice. It was a gorgeous day. And so we were able to sit at the park and chat and that was very nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're still making moments, but it's just, it's challenging. Like you get on each other's nerves and it's just like scrape, you know, nails on a chalkboard sometimes. And, you know, we're still doing what we would normally do. We get up, we do our workouts or... You know, we try to eat lunch together, dinner together, things like that. But it's just been challenging, I, I think, as far as the relationship goes. Um, it's Things are still good. Yeah, um, but it it's just straining
1: presents- and it, it's trying... It's. It's just adjusting to a new normal. You know, anytime there's any sort of change, there's some stress. Um, Like we talked about earlier with your job and, you know, getting the website going and all of that. You know, that was stressful for you to begin with. But then that put a strain on our relationship because you were constantly working on that and stressed Mm -hmm. about that. And then so that put stress and strain on our relationship because I felt like I was, you know, taking on more than what I wanted to. I mean, nobody really wants to take on more. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just... You know, our human nature. Sure. But I was taking on a lot more and I didn't feel like I could ask you to help or ask you to pick up the slack because you were stressed about, you know, your work and what you were you were tending to at the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's the thing. Anytime you have stress that comes in, whatever it is, it's going to have an effect on relationships mm-hmm. because... It has an effect on people and people are relationships. So it's important to bear in mind that if you have stuff going on like this, you have to be super intentional with relationships. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that on the channel, on the podcast before, but it's so, so important to take those moments and say like, okay, we got to go for a walk or yeah. we've got to try to get out of the house or go away for just a few moments and have some alone time. And you don't have to talk about anything life changing. No. You just have, You know, we talked about like goofy stuff, like scheduling and weird stuff. And it didn't matter. It was just that we were out or by ourselves. We could have the ebb and flow of a, of a relational conversation, conversation. yeah, And and that was really important. Yeah. So it has affected it, but so far we're still doing all right. <laughs> uh, the final thing I have here is sight loss. Of course, it's a sight loss podcast, as I mentioned. So how has sight loss affected being in isolation? Is that a better word? Yes. Is that word? Okay. Being in isolation. <laughs> um, well, You know what's funny is when you experience sight loss and you live your life as a VIP, you are in isolation a lot. It's not necessarily a choice. You know, you don't choose to be in isolation, but you're by yourself a lot or you're home a lot. You don't just go out and do things. And it's not because everything's closed like now. It's just because you can't. And so I've experienced that on a very regular basis. So I think it's not quite as big a deal to me as it is for others. I don't think sight loss has affected quarantine or isolation any more than anybody else. It's just that I think sometimes, I don't know, I have like, oh, yeah, I did this for the last ever many years. You know what I mean? Like this is normal to <laughs> me. Normal. Uh, so it's not a huge deal. But what about you, dear? What do you, what do you think about that as far as sight loss goes?
1: I tend to agree with you. I think that it's still been difficult um, in just being able to pick up and go and, and do our normal. But that's what we always did before. So I think it's just more that I'm not able to go places. So you can't go places. Mm-hmm. So it's not because of sight loss so much as it is just because of the restrictions that have been put in place. So I can't really say a whole lot more.
0: Well, and I think that, you know, when you're at home by yourself, maybe you had a routine before and all of a sudden your routine changes Mm -hmm. and that can affect, you know, when you have vision loss, you have this routine and it makes sense. All of a sudden you're using your eyes a little differently or you're having to adapt to a different way of doing things. And that can be a challenge as Mm -hmm. well. So hopefully the, the ability to adapt over time that we've had as far as you know experienced sight loss has helped in the isolation process yeah So what about you guys? This is my question for uh, this episode. Uh, How has your life been affected by this whole isolation, this hashtag quarantine life? Um, (laughs) How has it been affected? Are you experiencing the same things we're experiencing? Are you going through the things we're going through? Has the routine change been crazy for you guys? What has it been like? We want to hear from you. I'm sure others do as well. Let me know in the comments if you're watching the video. You can also send me an email. We'll talk about more of that in just a minute. All right. All right. So, first of all, guys, we want to let you know uh, a couple of things. Before we jump into all the housekeeping items, just a real quick recap. Where the heck have we been? Um, <laughs> so, so, I do take the blame because it's my job to get everything ready. Uh, but I started that new job and I just didn't know how to fit the podcast in. And then it was kind of like one week rolled into another and another and another. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, you know. So now that I've been home and got a new routine, it's actually like, well, maybe I can sort of you know squeeze this in. Um, but yeah, we've just been gone for a while. And our plan is to come back and do two episodes a month. So every other week, basically, right. is what our plan is. That way we can roll back into it and hopefully... You know, get things done. Our plan today is actually to batch a couple of episodes so we have them ready to go for the next month, and then we can do that again. So we're only recording once a month as opposed to every single week. Uh, so I think that's been good. Any comments from you, dear, as far as where we've been, what's been going on, that sort of thing?
1: I just want to say that I have been asking him, when are we going to record? Are we going to do another podcast? And he's just like, I just don't know when. So I have been pushing... He has just needed some time. So yes, my wife is very encouraging,
0: very supportive. She, I I said the other day something about oh I've got this idea for a video. She's like, dude, do you have any podcast ideas? I'm like, no, I don't. So she is very uh, pushy. I mean, encouraging. And uh, it's that's, fine. It's... I'm pushy. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so that that is the plan as of uh, today. If, you know, the first part of May, but we'll see how life goes. Uh, yeah. hopefully, well, of
1: course, now we're going to go back to a different normal. Absolutely. So, you know, as things start opening up and, and restrictions are lifted, you know, then you're going to be able to go back to work. So we'll just have to see what happens.
0: If you're watching this or listening to this, you at least know we got this one done. So, yeah. you know, that's a plus. <laughs> uh, all right. So as we continue here, we had a few just housekeeping items. Uh, the first one obviously, uh, and hopefully new episodes will be coming. So we definitely want you to subscribe.
1: Yes. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you turn on notifications and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another episode.
0: And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you can subscribe in your favorite podcast catcher, something like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or something like that. Make sure you subscribe and links to all of that of course will be in the show notes, which as April mentioned can be found at slash 90 And as I said, if you want to reach out and respond to anything we've said here on the podcast, you can do that. You can, you know, fill the comments out, fill the comments out. That's make any sense you can it's make like a, a comment it's like a form on a website no you can respond in the comments on this video uh on youtube of course you can also reach out to me via email uh, derek d-e-r-e-k at com, or on facebook or instagram links to all of that good stuff will be in the show notes Okay, Han, I want to give you your final thought. And I just wondered, has quarantine, isolation made you see things differently from the VIP perspective, you know, not going anywhere all the time, things of that nature?
1: Yeah, I think it has helped me kind of understand the limitations that have been placed on VIPs. You know, you don't have the ability to just go out and about and um, you're always dependent on other people, whether that for transportation, especially whether that's, you know, Lyft, Uber or um, your family or public transportation, whatever it might be, those you're dependent on that. And then the government has just kind of given us those limitations on ourselves. We can't go out to a restaurant. We can't go out to the store without having a specific reason. We can't just go, um, you know, hang out with friends at a at the park or the mall or whatever it might be. Um, we've been restricted to doing those, not being able to do those things.
0: Yeah, and I think sometimes the. Uh, they're not self-imposed you know right. they're imposed from someone or An something source else. Yeah. yeah whether it's the government or site loss or whatever the case may be so that's been difficult so hopefully people do have different perspectives and help us all to be a little more understanding and gracious as we move forward <laughs> uh, so I do have a couple of quotes to end this episode one of which I think is inspiring and one of which is funny and I thought <laughs> you know what we need to share Just them both so I'm gonna pass it over to you for our quotes
1: all right so the first First quote is from Celine Dion, and it says, "Life imposes things on you that you can't control, but you still have the choice of how you're going to live through this."
0: Yes, and Celine Dion, I love Celine Dion. I feel like I'm a closeted Celine Dion fan, but uh, <laughs> she's fantastic. She, you know, being somebody who sings, she's a great singer. But she also she lost her husband, I think, you know, not too terribly long ago. And so the idea that you can't control what's sort of put on you—we right. just talked about that; those things that are imposed. Not by your own doing, right? And you can't control that, but you can control how you deal with it, how you walk through it, how you face it, and how you respond to it. Mm-hmm. That's the only. That's the only thing we're in control of, right? Is our response. your own actions absolutely? So I think the second quote. It, it this was hanging in the hospital, was there, or it? It was. Yeah. So
1: we have um, these little boards at the hospital that just in our unit, and the quotes change from week to week. So um, this one was posted, and I don't know who said it. It wasn't on there but it says this too shall pass it might pass like a kidney stone but it will pass
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh if nobody i've never had a kidney stone and but i do know people who have and it's not pleasant to Mm -hmm. say the least so this may not be pleasant but it will pass uh you know on through things so that's the good news well dear we've made it to the end of this episode and i think that's uh, that's amazing. You know, that's good stuff. And hopefully we'll keep pumping them out for you guys. And I really appreciate all the support. I know that, uh, uh, you know, it's it's always weird whenever I release a video and somebody says, oh, it's good to see you again. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's so. been a bit. Uh, but I'm glad to be here. But as we end this, I want to say this, as we usually do, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching wherever you are. And until next time, remember this, sight loss isn't the end.
1: It's just the beginning.
0: My name's Derek. And I'm April. And we'll see you in the next one.